Welcome into Coat Check, the official podcast of the Delaware Blue Coats, the NBA G League affiliate of the Philadelphia 76ers. I'm Matt Murphy. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. A friendly reminder to subscribe to the 76ers Podcast Network. The G League's Disney bubble is on the way in February, and we'll have a bunch of interviews under the Coat Check umbrella. Every other Tuesday is our new cadence, um, so be on the lookout for that. Without further ado, very pleased to be joined on this episode by Blue Coach General Manager Matt Lilly. Matt, welcome back to Coat Check. You've been a guest before, but it's been a little while. It feels good to have things heating up again with the Delaware Blue Coats right now. Yeah, for sure. Thank, thanks, uh, first of all, Murph, just for having me on. Um, and I think coming off of what's what turned out to be the longest summer, longest offseason in, in, in the history of the league, I think we're all fired up to to have things, you know, kind of in the works again and, and to get back to work. And that's going to be the first thing that we do touch on the offseason. Um, but a quick rundown for our listeners of what else we will talk about. Some of the Blue Coats headlines. I mean, Shake Milton right now, if you're listening to this episode on time, is uh, he's a big story with the Philadelphia 76ers, a former Blue Coat who played a lot of games. We'll talk about him. Uh, we'll talk about your new assistant GM, Jameer Nelson, a, a hometown hero returning to the 76ers uh, area, the Philadelphia area. And then we'll get to a little bit of stuff about last season and then the transition into this season with the Delaware Bluecoats, this year's roster, the G League draft as part of that roster construction, and then touch on a few quick questions in our At The Buzzer segment. But Matt, let's go with the offseason. It was weird. It was long. Like you said, how was it overall for you just in general? Um, even from a personal standpoint, from the early stages of quarantining to this point now, anything in between, how was it? Yeah, I, I think uh, I think the word that comes to mind is unusual. Um, where I, I think you, you you're working this industry for a number of years, and there's a rhythm to how things go. It's it's cyclical, where the season's always on the same calendar, and we've got the same events every summer. We're going to Portsmouth and Chicago and, and Vegas for summer league. So we kind of developed this rhythm of, of how things go season to season. Um, and then to have, have everything obviously come to a, come to a halt in March. Um, and then, you know, things got going in, in, at the NBA level this, this summer, but at the G league level, we, we were waiting for a while and, and, you know, finally now have some clarity on kind of what the season's going to look like. But for us, we just tried to make the most of the time. Um, we, we had our, our whole staff kind of intact and, and and working towards this moment now that we're getting close to. So um, for us, that's that's you know a lot of extra time for for scouting and and casting a wider net there than maybe we're we're able to in in normal off seasons. So I think we we just tried to make the most of it. Tried to be as prepared as we can for for the season that that now is right around the corner. From an organizational standpoint with the 76ers, the lead up to the season included Doc Rivers, a new head coach and his staff, Daryl Morey in the front office. And then you factor in the COVID-19 pandemic and the changes that that created in the off season structure. What was the day-to-day -day, or how did the day-to-day -day change of what your days were like for some of those key off season pillars for you and your staff with like the NBA draft and things of that sort when it was all kind of like we're doing right now, virtual, whether it's the combine testing or interviews or things like that. Yeah, I, I think um, you, you just find a new workflow. You just kind of adapt to, to what the situation is. So for us internally, I think 
same for most people. It, it was a lot of a lot of Zoom meetings, a lot of a lot of virtual face to face versus versus the real thing. So, uh, I think we, we developed a pretty good pretty good cadence with our group where we're we're meeting regularly and had a had an open dialogue about things we were doing and and, and I think the communication was 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 really good for us um, over the season and then over the off season. Um, and then with, with Doc and Daryl coming in, you know, some some other new faces in our organization. I think it's been a bit of a feeling out process for everybody. We're, we're, we're still learning each other and and get to, getting to know each other. But, um, you know, it, 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 it's a it's, it's a new a, a new dynamic, a new workflow, um, even even talking to players and going through the interview process. You know, it was it was all on Zoom, whereas in a normal year, we're bringing guys into our facility and getting a workout sitting down, have, maybe having lunch with them, chatting with them, um, where all, all of that was gone, right? We didn't have the opportunity to, to get guys in and, and have those same touch points. So just maximizing what we can do virtually, um, just, just given the, the parameters everyone was, was working under. Let's talk about Shake Milton. Uh, huge credit to you, your staff, everybody involved. Um, he has hopefully a long career ahead of him, but the immediate right now is that he's playing very well as a huge part of the Sixers rotation. What has it been like for you to watch Shake's NBA ascent? It, it's awesome, honestly, and and that's um, you know th- th- there are a lot of things that we want to accomplish with our D League program. We want everyone to come in to to grow and get better. And for some guys, that's that's cracking the NBA. For other guys, it's it, it's finding success overseas. Um, but but to to have a guy come through the program and and turn into a bona fide rotation player for the Sixers, that's that that's bigger than everything. So. Um, we're, we're thrilled for, for his success. It's been really fun for us seeing, seeing him coming in as a rookie and getting his feet wet, you know, in, in the G league on the two-way contracts. And then his, his ascension since then, um, has been a big success story for our program. It's something that, you know, Connor and myself, everyone, we're all, we all take a lot of pride in. What are some of the characteristics that you see in shake, whether it's on or off the court that you think might contribute to the success that he's having right now? Yeah, I think he's got an extreme confidence and, and I mean that in the best way possible where, where, you know, he, he feels like he belongs and he's proven it every night now that, that he is, he is a legitimate NBA player. So I think he's felt like that all along. Um, and, and he was a guy that was always willing to put in the work to, um, you know, to, to grow himself into that. So um, I, I think those are the two things, two things from a, from a mental makeup standpoint, his confidence and his willingness to work that have put him in this, in this situation on the court I think there's a ton to like with his his size and his length and his versatility his, his shooting obviously um I, I think he's he's tailor-made for for the way the NBA is played today how about going from one of your players to one of your new staff members that I talked about in the intro Jameer Nelson he is a scout for the 76ers but also your assistant GM with the Delaware Bluecoats what has stood out to you so far about working with Jameer and really his approach because it's such a new role for him yeah, I think the first thing that comes to mind is his his attitude and just his his eagerness to 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 be all in to kind of this, this transition where he's really not that far removed from from his NBA career. He's just a couple of years ago was 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 still playing. So um, he he's excited about this as the next phase of, of his life of his life and his career, um, and he, he's eager to get in and 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 do some things and and kind of learn on the fly. Um, and he's been he, he's been a pleasure for me to work with so far. He helped me a lot with. Um, with the, with our draft prep and some of other or other preseason work, how does a player's a former player's approach kind of factor into that scouting and that draft prep? 
I think it's, it's invaluable, honestly, because myself, Connor, most of the people on our staff, like, you know, we we, we feel like we've got a good handle on kind of what all goes into to building the team, but there's a perspective from, from Jameer um, and, and Xavier Silas as well and the coaching staff that, you know, guys that, that have played in the NBA that, that have played it at, at high levels professionally, that there's a perspective that they can bring to the table that, that again, Connor, myself, we, we just don't have as much as, as much as we'd like to. Um, so I, I think there's always, there's always some value there and we're, we're pretty collaborative. So um, I, I think he, he's brought a ton to the table in that way. You bring up assistant coach Xavier Silas. And I just thought of this because I was scrolling the um, G League stats page yesterday, doing some research on a player on this year's Bluecoats roster, Jared Brownridge, who will be back. And we'll talk about the 2021 roster in just a moment. But I was going back a few years to the three-point leaders. And Coach Silas is not far removed from being in the top five, I think, of three-pointers made. It was just a few seasons ago. I didn't realize that he made almost like 200 threes a couple seasons ago in the G League. <laughs> yeah, X was never shy about putting them up. So if, if he was open or even if he wasn't, if he got the ball, he, he was going to look to the rim first. So that, that doesn't surprise me at all to see he's, he's up there in the rankings. More on the way, but first, Christiana Care. As doctors, nurses, and caregivers, and as neighbors and friends, Christiana Care is a partner in everyone's journey to greater health and well-being. Why do they do it? For the love of health, visit ChristianaCare.org. All right, so now talking about a little bit about last season before we get to this year's roster. For you, your second full season, I guess, in the, in the general manager capacity, how did 2019-20 compare to 2018-19 for you individually? Yeah, I, I think it's just the, um, and I think this is a theme with our whole program, um, just kind of the the overall growth year to year where we're, you know, for me getting better from year one as GM to year two, um, the, the players that have stayed in our, in our system shake, we just talked about, right. Spent some time with us as an assignment guy last year. Um, Norvell's ascension last year was, was, was a good, you know, a good success for us. Um, so I, I think just carrying everything over from year one, you know, Connor coming back as well. It was kind of our, our second year going at it together um, and just trying to build on the foundation we had laid, laid in our first year and, and continuing to, to grow on top of that into year two. So I think across the board, so just general growth was, was the goal. And I think we feel good about, about kind of what we were able to accomplish before, before we had to hit pause and everything. And we're, we're excited to carry that over now into, into the season. You mentioned Connor Johnson, the head coach a couple of times. And when I, spoke to him most recently on this podcast. We talked about a lot of the stats where the team ranked last year and what you guys were really proud of. A lot of them defensive statistics and holding teams under certain th percentages and things like that. We won't get too into the nitty gritty there, but for you, what are some of the things that you were most proud of with that group? Because when the season was ultimately canceled, you were in a playoff spot. Yeah, I think overall the team success is, is, is the number one thing where um, you know, we were in position to, to clinch a playoff spot for the first time in franchise history. Um, I think there are a number of different things you can you can point to um, for, for our team success. And Connor loves to call it the, the defensive stuff. And I, I think we're really proud of, of what we we're able to accomplish on that end. Um, and I, I think that's one of the, the growth areas that we that we kind of flagged coming out of our first year is we, were, we had a pretty good offensive group that first year. Um, and then just making it more of a priority. Uh, to, to be defensive oriented and to be the best defensive team we can. 
and with with Chris Kamaji and and Haywood and Julian, some of the guys we had, like we, we had a lot of talent on that end. And from a coaching perspective, we made it a priority to, um, you know, to, to be good on that end. And I, I think the product we were able to put together kind of speaks for itself. Um, but again, I, I think there are a number of 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 you know team successes that you can point to that it, that it was a, a very successful year for the program overall. Defend, run, share the yeah. motto. The motto. Um, Defend comes first. It does. Uh, moving into this year, the 2021 team. Uh, I know you've talked recently about the guys you got in the draft. That's timely because we're uh, recording this just a few days after the, the 21 G League draft. Jamario Jones and Braxton Key. Feel free to touch on them. And then maybe just in general, what are some of the strengths of this 2021 roster as a whole? I think first of all, the talent level is something that we feel feel really good about. Where the majority of our roster are guys that that have been in the NBA at some point, so we feel good about the overall talent level. We got a lot of guys that can play. I think it's going to be, um, you know, a good competitive environment to see who ends up ends up earning minutes. But um, for us, I, I think we we love our shooting this year with with Frank and and Jared and some of the guys that we have have there in the backcourt. I think our overall versatility is something that we're, we're really excited to see kind of how, how some of these, these pieces fit together with, with Jamario and Lamine and, and Julian guys that can play multiple, multiple different positions. So uh, I think there are a lot of different lineups we can play. And, and, and once we get, once we, once we get to work with these guys hands-on down there, down there in the bubble, I'm excited to see, you know, what, what kinds of combinations and, and ideas um, Connor can come up with for the group. Yeah, I think the perception is that it's a, a very talented group and these rosters are a bit smaller. Um, is that something like league-wide, these teams, the, the level of competition you expect is going to be really up there? Because it seems like in this G League bubble, the spots were highly coveted this year. Um, and there's some older players coming back, uh, Jeremy Lind, to name one, yeah. um, with different roster rules in place. Is that like something league-wide you expect to see very teams with nine nine guys or so yeah. that have played at a high level so i i think the talent is 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 certainly um more saturated this year than it ever has before been before in the league where um i i think the bar for being a g league player has never been this high um it, it's extremely hard to, to to crack that that level this year and there are a number of different reasons i think i think the international market has has been impacted just by all that's going on um, and then with with not all the G League teams participating this year, right? There, there's fewer spots overall, so um, the the pool of talent is certainly denser in our league this year. You look at a lot of rosters, um, and, and in a normal year, you'd be like, wow, that that team that team's loaded, right? They got a lot of talent. I think that's that's just become the norm for for this season due to a, a number of different reasons. We're about to do just a couple more at the buzzer, but first, a quick message from our friends at Nemours. Nemours Sports Medicine believes that highly personalized one-on-one -on -one physical therapy for young athletes is paramount to a speedy and complete recovery. Learn more at Nemours.org slash PT. All right, let's just do a couple quick ones, Matt. Um, I think you know, I, I'm assuming you've heard these a couple times. They're not always the same, but if this was an ordinary G League season, what road trips do you have circled? What's your favorite road city or a couple cities that you like to visit in the G um, th there are a couple spots to get that, that, that I really like. I'll, I'll, I'll go with Portland, Maine. Um, Honor had the same answer when there, he was and, on. And it's, it's, it's probably for the same reason, um, that there is a phenomenal seafood restaurant there in Portland that, 
um, Co- Coach Peters from a couple of years ago turned us on to where they got lobster rolls and oysters, and it's just it's it's unbelievable. So um, it, it's a it's a nice city on its own. But this restaurant in particular, I, I think, is it, it makes it worth the trip. How about favorite hobbies? Just things that you like to do when you're not overly consumed with watching basketball or or doing your day to day job as the GM of the Blue Coats. What are some other hobbies that you have? Um, it's a good question. It, it, it feels like these days between, between work and I've got a, uh, I, I got a six month, six month old baby now. So between those two things, I don't, I don't have a ton of times for a ton of time for hobbies anymore. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I, I like to do a lot of stuff. I like to go out and, and eat a nice meal when there's, when there's not a global pandemic. Um, I like to play a little poker. I, I've, I've got, I've got some hobbies that I like to get to when, um, when free time does open up, but for the most part these days, it's, it's being a dad and, and it's, it's, it's work. So you had some in there, you got to some, and and that's awesome. Again, congratulations to you and the family. Um, But have you ever played pickleball? No, no, I I can't say I have. Because uh, I might have to introduce you to that in the G league bubble, because it was a big thing, I think with the NBA officials and some other people during the NBA bubble. And from what I've heard, Pickleball is going to be back for the G League bubble down there. So get ready. Maybe watch some YouTube videos or something, because if we get a chance, I've been playing a ton this year. I'll have to do some research. But I do have one thing to add. Since uh, Coach Johnson and I watched, uh, not not together, I haven't seen Coach since since March in person, but um, after Queen's Gambit came came out on Netflix, we've both been been playing plenty of uh, chess on on our our phones. So um, I think that's probably the newest hobby for me. That is awesome. And that just, my mind is exploding with content ideas potentially surrounding that. That's so cool. I have not finished Queen's Gambit, but I heard it, it ends well. I'm only a right. few episodes in, so I've got to do that. Maybe I'll do that soon. So good stuff, Matt. It's always great talking with you. It was awesome to catch up. I know Blue Coats fans are excited for the season, and I think you just gave them a bunch more reasons for that to be the case. Uh, so thanks again. Thanks for the time. Yep. Thanks, Murph. He is Delaware Bluecoats General Manager Matt Lilly, and I'm Matt Murphy. Until next time, take it or leave it at the Coat Check.